dude, you have a microphone. If they show, if production shows up with a mic pack, you're probably going to be on air. Yeah, is it just belted on your naked body? You literal (laughs) slithering snake. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. Wow, first time since week one, we're back. We are back in full force, both of us and Tara's here. It's the first time this season that the three of us have all been on the call. So We're back in full bullshit. You know who else is back? Blake fucking Moines. I'm here to tell you, I was reading comments on the internet, we're in the minority. People are liking Blake Moines. That's insane to me. I could have I gone a lifetime without ever seeing him again. A lifetime would have been too short. (laughs) He will pay for his crimes someday. I'll make sure of it. But for now, we're back. He's back. It's all, we're all back. All your favorites. Anyway, before Blake Moynes comes back, because he actually doesn't come back until like 40 minutes until the end of the episode. So we got a long episode to get through before then. A long episode. And you know what? I've got to say, yours and Tara's episode last week, I listened to it. It was funny. It was great. I'm just livid that the first interesting episode in like five seasons, I didn't do. I have a bachelor podcast and the first episode in five seasons that I didn't recap something actually happened. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, last week I didn't have a lot of jokes to make because I was just sad. I just cried. Like I was sitting watching it. I watched it like nine in the morning the day after. And I was like, Oh, I have depression. Like, it was just heartbreaking but a great episode great content and proved what we already knew which is that katie is the best although i'm questioning now that blake's back but that's fine this episode was slow because they were just filling in the gaps of last episode but we did get at the rose ceremony at the end of the episode we're back on schedule it just took for fucking ever and that's fine right so We kick off with Trey. The first notable thing that I wrote down is Trey saying when they're talking about Thomas, he says, not only why did you say it, but why did you even think it? And this is where I have issue because I heard you and Tara talking about this last episode. I know we all agree on it. Everybody thinks it. Stop lying. You've thought about it. Even if you haven't thought about being The Bachelor, you've thought about going on Paradise. You've thought about some kind of spinoff from this. And so- I I hate to defend Thomas because he sucks, but when they're all like, why would you even think about that? Why would you not think about that? You'd have to be a fucking idiot to go on this show and be one in 30 and be like a hundred percent. I'm going to win. And that's all I care about. And I feel like we, it happens with the guys more where they like pin it on people and they're like, you're not here for the right reasons. Like the girls say that too. It's a very big, you know, buzzwords, but all of the women who go on the bachelor think about their Instagram following. It crosses right. their mind. It, it might not be the reason they go on, but it crosses their mind. Maybe Hit. that's why they don't talk about it because they just right. all know. They know. They're like, like, yeah, this, this is why we're here. Like this unspoken agreement. And then the guys have to be like, you're a douchebag. And it's like, oh my God. Like, I, again, I don't like Thomas either because uh, he just is a flake and a, and a nar- narcissist. But that's not like him thinking the, the idea of being the bachelor crossing his mind is not the reason I don't like him. Right. There's so there's a laundry list of reasons to hate Thomas. Like I don't have time to go right. into all of them. But that's not the reason because I guarantee like most of the other guys thought about it 
even the guys that are yeah. super nice and cool i'm like i know that that crossed your fucking mind so yeah just like annoying they're just being and like i get not liking him but that point annoys me every time yeah so they go back to the hotel normally i would say the house and katie keeps saying the house but like they're fully in a it's la quinta the like they all have separate like, rooms whatever like so a really bad bachelor bachelor party <laughs> Literally. Like, so they go back to the hotel and uh, James slash Jay Gatsby, I wrote, because he reminds me of Jay Gatsby sitting there in his like suave outfit in broad daylight, sipping a red wine. He looks like he's behaving at 9 p.m., but it's 1 p.m. Like they're all just like sitting in the back of the house and the guys are like drinking a beer or like a vodka yeah. soda. And James fully just has a glass of Cabernet. He's like. You know, I'm more of a cab guy over Pinot Noir. And they're like, we don't give a literal fuck, dude. He just has a sensible glass of daytime red. Yeah, and the other guys are like, do you guys have any natty lights in the mini fridge? Or do I got to get those from room service? Like, And Jay Gatsby slash James is like, oh, guys, do you have a cab? Like, I just want a cab. Most expensive one on the menu, please. But I like loved it. I was like, oh, he's yeah. being so classy at one point. Oh, I'm, I love a wine guy. Someone else was drinking wine later. It was either Trey or maybe it was Hunter. Somebody had a glass of wine and I was like, mm, yes, BDE right there. I um, just love that it was one. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon and he oh, was yeah. like, I'll have the Cabernet. <laughs> the day drinking. My first note is that Courtney with a Q and I will not say Courtney because it's Courtney. Um, get that right, like, please. That, it's Courtney and my Kenna. <laughs> It's my Kenna and Quartney. And he gives off the vibes. If you've seen that viral video going around of that guy with the crazy eyes who goes, there's no such thing as a coincidence. That is <laughs> Quartney to me. They're the same fucking person. Put them in a, in a lineup. I couldn't tell you which is which. Same energy. He's so intense. And he's like sitting there doing his lat raises. And Thomas is like, after his run, like, yeah, I don't know what to do. I feel like I fucked up in the house. And Quartney's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, man. I gotta, I gotta do these lat raises. I gotta work my shoulders. He's so intense. <laughs> and I don't like him and I'm ready for him to go home he's one of the only people I know their names though because it's Courtney how could I forget Courtney Courtney is quirky sips white wine (laughs) so after the sensible glass of daytime red and the working out uh we go to the group date and there's no jump hug at the beginning of the group date which lets me know that none of these men are that into Katie and they're all going home that's what that tells me Katie's hair looked great that was my note on the beginning of the date. Best it's looked this season. She's gotten s- she's gotten shit on for her fashion and stuff. And I feel bad because like she's she just, has a stylist. I know. And the stylist is the stylist they always have who's right. horrible. And <laughs> it's not her fault. And like a lot of times, if the like Taisha has a good sense of style on her own. So she has like she had like an impact on her fashion and same with Hannah B. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of them, I mean, Caitlin was the same too. I feel I I liked fashion too. And Jojo, but with Katie, like she said, she's like, I'm not like a fashionable person. I don't know like trends. She thrifted most of her dresses she wore on the bachelor. So I feel like she is like lost and the stylist is not doing her any favors, but her hair looked good. The multiple button jeans were a choice for sure but she looks she the thing is she's so pretty like she looks good no matter what but I just feel for her because people are like what's wrong with you and it's like I mean she's got a stylist who's just not doing a good job like 
Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the stylist on The Bachelor does because it's like the people, the bachelorettes that are fashionable on Instagram are also fashionable on the show and the ones that aren't also aren't. So it's like, what is the stylist really doing? Is he just procuring the clothes? Like what, what does he do? I don't know. Is he just like getting what they already want to wear? I have questions. Anyways, then they do an in the moment of Connor C, which lets me know that I've never met Connor C before in my life. Never met him. This whole episode was like, how the fuck are there still people I don't know? I don't know who who Connor C is. Who the fuck is is that guy? There was a guy on that date. I've never seen him before. I don't even remember his name. And that's the only Connor I know. That's the only one. He was Connor. Wait, wait, cat guy is Connor, right? Yeah, Connor B. Yeah, okay. I was Um, like, he's he's Connor. No, Connor. I don't know who any of these fucking people are. (laughs) Josh, I. Who the fuck is Josh? Who I've never even heard that name. Josh? Who the fuck is Josh? So yeah, I don't know who any of these people are. I saw Connor C and I was like, well, that's mind blowing. I don't think Blake Moynes was the only addition. I think right. they're just sprinkling <laughs> in dudes from anywhere. They're like, oh, hey, we found this guy outside the hotel. He's on the season now. Fuck they're it. like, they're like these dumb white women won't know the difference that watch this yeah. show. And so then, don't. and we don't, they're right. So then um, they go to this group date and, and Katie's like, my friends are going to help me host this group date, which leads me think like, oh, like my friends, like when Nick Fial showed up last episode, also the crime, the absolute war crime of me not recapping the episode that Nick Fial was on when he's my absolute father like you and nick vile have like a very interesting relationship where it's like he's your daddy but he also gave birth to you and it's like where's the distinction there and it's like inappropriate but i don't care and i'm never gonna say anything about it like i won't call the cops you know right right so like nick vile like well like i share his dna like he's my biological father he's also my daddy you know like, like, but like, look at the birth certificate. You'll see his name, but also mm, some weird. But also, shit. look at my kid's birth certificate, and you'll see his name. You know, right. like it's so confusing. Uh, but like, I get um, it. Like, I see the confusion. Anyways, so it's confusing for all. But anyway, so yeah, so we she's go like, to this group date. She's like, my friends are here. They're going to help me host the state. And I'm like, who from Bachelor Nation is going to be here? And then it's the two that have been here this entire time. It's the host. Which, it's literally the host, which don't get me wrong. Like I love Tasha and Caitlin. I want them to be on every episode, but also why is she acting like we haven't been well, with Tasha and Caitlin this whole time? And no one would have ever been like, my friend is here. And then Chris Harrison walks out. Like, no, we're <laughs> expecting Wells Adams. Wait, you know what I and thought And then you about? get Chris Harrison. You're like, great. You know what I thought about? Flashing forward two seconds. Um, when we're at the part in the date where they're talking dirty to Katie through the giant ear. And I was like, wow, Katie lucked the fuck out that she has two women there with her because imagine her sitting next to Chris Harrison while Trey talks dirty into her ear. And Chris is like, this is the most dramatic dirty talk of all time. Like, <laughs> what would you have said? Chris would be like just eating a steak. Like, mm, that's some that's some saucy banter. And you're like, oh my God, drier than the Sahara. It's a Ziploc bag down there. Thank you so Anyways. much, Chris. So no, she has, but then that's the other thing with her fashion is Tasha and Caitlin kind of ate her up with their outfits. Like yeah, they but then amazing. later in the episode, they ate her up at the group date, but then later the in the episode, date. I was like, why are they doing Caitlin so dirty? Like Caitlin is so hot. She's dancing with the stars winner, like ripped, could beat the shit out of me, even though she's half my weight. Why was she wearing such an ugly dress at the rose ceremony? But anyway, we'll get into that. It's not a constant, but on this group date, it was very like Tasha and her both. They both had like a casual look going, but like they just looked so cute. And I that's where I feel bad for her because I'm like, you guys have the same stylist, and like he's totally fucking her over. Yeah, well, it's hard to make Tasha look bad in his defense, but 
That's fair. <laughs> he would have to try really fucking hard. Um, You'd have to yeah. try really hard for Tasha to not be the star of the show. Absolutely. Anyways, um, at the beginning when Trey is like, this is a competition for Katie's heart. Like he's getting so intense. He reminded me of the part in Inside Out where the boyfriend is like, I would die for Riley. Like he was getting die. way too into it. Me during all of Tasha's season. I would die for Riley. I would die for Riley. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the vibe that we got. A little throwback for everyone. Um, if you pray were to here. God, he's on paradise. And then we get a truth or dare date. And they always fucking do this. And they're just like, truth or dare, but it's just you doing the most vile shit you can think of. But also, Bye. On, this, on this date, what I learned was I would absolutely, in a drunken moment, want Trey to talk dirty to me. What I would not want is Greg to ever talk dirty to me. Yeah. He should, in fact, never send a sext in his life. That was traumatizing. When he was like, Florida's so long. I was like, no, Florida's so humid and sweaty. Like, Florida's not the sexy state that you think that it is. If you listen, you know I'm not on the Greg train. I know. Crucify me. I get it. He's the fan favorite. He's Joel Maisel. From the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, he's my God. Joel. He is I made a Joel TikTok Maisel. about it. I tweeted it. He is Joel Maisel. <laughs> and they are the same person. They look the fucking same. You're going to tell me those two, those are two different people? No shot, dude. No shot. I've met that guy in real life. He looks exactly fucking like that guy. They look the you've, same. Wait, you've met him in real life? I've met, I've met the, uh, Michael. Yeah, the guy who met, who played Joel. I went to a Did play. You he was him? No, I, oh God, I wish I followed him on Instagram thinking he'd remember me and then we would date. Like, that was like, so embarrassing. I met him using a play I saw and he, at the end of the play, they asked people to dance with them and he asked my friend to dance and she's never seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and didn't know that it was him. And afterwards I was like, yeah, that was Joel Maisel. And he was like super nice to us. She was like, oh my God, whatever. And I was like, okay, well maybe he remembers my face because like he danced with my friend. So I followed him. No. That was just a fantasy. It was a fever dream. You I know thought what? That we would I respect that you went for it. <laughs> I, did. I committed full chest, like with my chest was like, no, he's going to remember me and we will be in a committed and loving relationship. Um, which I is weird because I love him, but I'm not on the Greg train, but that's for other personality reasons. But he's literally Joel Maisel. But you anyway, know, I don't know what's worse is that Joel Maisel sucks and Greg is fine, but you like Joel Maisel and hate Greg. Well, I like the actor. Yeah, I like the actor. I mean, yeah, Joel yeah. is Joel is a piece of work, but that's a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> we should actually do that podcast instead. Anyways, um, anyway, what I want to yeah, know is so, who waxed Trey's ass because they Christian. Christian. It was amazing. Okay. So Christian waxing Trey's ass, like they became besties. They got so close, but then like Trey was like a little too excited to get his axe waxed, yeah. you know, like he was like, like he was like a little bit too excited about it. And like, like if I had to get a Brazilian on national television, like I wouldn't be that stoked. You know, no, like the part where they go legs up is like a little humiliating for sure. And I feel like they were like, wax the hairiest part of you. And he was like, my butthole. <laughs> And I was just like, immediately my butthole. We were like, oh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> to that note, whoever the guy after Trey was that elected to have his kneecap wax as the hairiest part of his body, wax your balls, you coward. Why are you getting your kneecap wax? That's not, I don't know if the balls are the hairiest part of his body, but it's probably hairier than his kneecap. Why are you doing your kneecap? No one has hairy kneecaps. Do you know how I know that? Because I miss my kneecaps every time I shave and they're not that bad you know what I mean like I miss them and then I look at them and I'm like oh there's like a little stubble they're a little fuzzy for sure but like that's not the hairiest part of anybody um, if I went on that show 
if I went on The Bachelor and they were like, ladies, wax the hairiest part of your body, do you want to know what I would wax? What? This very small patch on my chin that gets four hairs. It gets an aggressive four hairs. Get it out <laughs> on The Bachelor. No. Yeah, on it television. would be for sure my eyebrows. Um, also another part of me that I'm not going to say on this family podcast. It's not a family podcast at all. Every episode um, we've ever been posted has marked explicit. Is explicit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what part of me I'd wax. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we also get before this part, somebody, oh, Mike eats a lot of Twinkies, which is sickening for a lot of reasons like that's just they're just all terrified of 5,000 calories sugar but then yeah I love the like fat phobia and fear of carbs just on my television all the time I was like, like so refreshing I'm like oh yay this is one of the Progress. things that even though I love the bachelorette this is one of the things that pisses me off when it's guy contestants because like fat phobia and like calorie phobia and ho- like that's all fine when it's guys but you know if this had been Matt James season and a girl had commented about not wanting to eat a Twinkie we would have all been like <gasps> and yeah. it's not okay just because it's guys and no. it that did make me mad because I was like if these were female contestants we all would have been like how is that okay in 2021 and it's not okay just because it's men no. And it was just like glazed. I mean, it's like, I, I didn't, at least I didn't see anyone tweeting about it or mad about it at all. Yeah. And if it were women, we totally would have seen that. So I don't, it was whatever. Ugh. I'm, he's not a guy I like that much anyway. Mike is eh, kind of creepy. Um, yeah. but him saying it, I was like, really? Like, this is stupid. And like, why would they keep it in? Like, I don't know. I feel like this is where ABC is so annoying and the network is so annoying and the bachelor is so annoying is that they edit everything to look like they're getting really progressive and like we're so with the times and then they keep a moment like that and it's like it, it wasn't like blatantly like I mean it was blatant but it wasn't like he went on for six minutes about it but it was just like this fleeting moment yeah. it's like you didn't have to keep that in it was one second of airtime like yeah, you could have cut it we only these men record 24 hours a day seven days a week and they chose to keep that in you and I record for an hour and we tell Adam to cut 30 minutes yeah like it's just crazy like so I'm like this is so stupid but anyway that was just one one thing that made me mad this week you know a rose and a thorn of the episode that was for sure the thorn um right. and then- I also have 800 other thorns <laughs> um and so then yeah there's a lot of waxing happening and then we get the dirty and- talk portion Ax your balls, you coward. Anyways, so that we already talked about the dirty talk. Trey is good. Greg is not. Greg should never send a sex in his life. Then at the end of the date, they're like, eat a hot pepper and propose to Katie. And if they had said it like the joke that it is, it would have been funny. Except then we get an in the moment of Katie and she goes, this is going to show me what I'm looking for about these men. And I was like, eating a habanero and proposing to you, like, that's it. That's the only requirement. Like, if they had treated it like a joke, I would have been fine. But she was like, this is it. This is the date that's going to show me what I'm looking for. And I was like, this? That's like, we used to do this um, burrito place in our town had like a hot sauce challenge. And we would do it just like on a random Monday. Yeah, Burrito Shack. Of Of course, Burrito Shack. Have you ever been on their website? It's fucking crazy. It's like an acid trip. Um, (laughs) They used to do this hot hot sauce challenge. It was so fucking stupid. And we would just go do it because we were bored on like a Monday night. That's what, that's the vibe though. That's what this was. It was just stupid. Like, just like, oh, eat a hot pepper and then cry your eyes out. And that's what you do when you're having a silly goose time with your friends in your boring bumfuck town. Not like on on TV TV to have a public and beautiful proposal i was like this is just 
ridiculous. It was like, I, I get it. It's all cheesy. This whole date is cheesy. It's truth or dare. The truth or dare dates are honestly some of my favorites because they're fun as fuck to watch. I love watching men suffer. I said that last season. I'll say it every season. But it's just like stupid. Like they're just coming up with random shit. They're like, here you go, pain. <laughs> I made a bold choice this night. And I decided to watch this episode with a male friend that our podcast has like turned into a bachelor fan and we were watching it and he just, it cuts to like the nighttime portion and he just looks at the screen and goes, look at those handsome boys. And I was like, too much. And I was like, no, he's not learning anything. We would never call them a group of (laughs) handsome boys. We would never look at fucking clowns. Right. And I was like, Um, look at those handsome boys. He's like, yeah, look at them. They look great. No. So that's how we kicked off the night portion in, in my apartment. Uh, we also will say, uh, Greg said, I love you during the jokey oh, proposal. Yeah, yeah. He said, I love you. And like, she was like, it counts as the first time him saying I love you, which like, it probably does. Like she and Greg are zero to 60, like so fucking quick, you know? But I was like, ah, <laughs> Like imagine oh. us on that date. You literally would have made that noise. You literally would have made uh, the difference. My third date with someone, they're like, I love you. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. But anyway, so- he says that. Trey's proposal was great. And I would have said yes and married him <laughs> right there. Kick off a group of handsome boys at the night fortune. And uh, another commentary from my friend that watched this episode is when they were playing the like victory music at the beginning, when she's like starting to talk to the guys, he just looks at me and goes, is this the music from the polar express? <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> and I was like a little, like next time you listen to it and it's at a group date and they play that like cheerful music, it a little bit sounds like the polar express. I'll give it and to him. Tom Hanks should just host and come out and be like, all aboard. And then they do the hot chocolate dance. That's what The Bachelor should actually be. Speaking of. It's just a bunch of guys tap dancing and drinking hot chocolate. I would watch that with much more joy. Have you ever seen Big? Yeah, of course. Okay. Hear me out. Greg is just a 12-year-old who's asking to be big. Like when he's having having the conversations with her, I'm like, this is is a 12-year-old in an adult man's body asking to be big. I also can't stand, I think this is actually the root of why I don't like him. And I just did what I can't stand about him and I'm doing it right now. His fucking vocal fry. I can't take it. He talks, I just like really love Katie and I think Why are you attacking me? That's exactly how I talk. (laughs) But it's so, like, I don't feel this way with you. It like grates my ears. It's like a cheese grater on my eardrums. I'm like, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. It makes me so uncomfortable. He sounds like that guy that was on TikTok and everyone was flaming him like two months ago. And he's like, hot girl summer isn't real. If you're a hoe, just say that. That's what he (laughs) sounds like. And I think that that's the root of why I don't like him. And no other reason. Joel Basil, but no other reason. Um, <laughs> drives me fucking crazy. Because he was doing it tonight, and I, I was like... I hadn't noticed that, but now I probably will. Now and you then probably I won't, like won't be able to... You probably won't be able to unhear it. Because the second I noticed it, I was like, oh. So Trey decides he is going to um, tell Katie about Thomas and how they... they The union... By the way, I was pissing every time you guys talked about the union. That the was union. so funny. Local... But, yeah, Local 17. Yeah. <laughs> but Local 17 decides that they don't like him. They've decided this since last episode, but 
um, Trey is like, she deserves to know about it. And this is where sometimes I think the guys take it a little too far. Like Trey almost felt like, like, is Thomas great? No, but it almost felt like Trey was trying to rat out Thomas to boost himself. Yeah. Which if you're genuinely like when it came to Carl and they were all talking about not liking Carl, like that's because it was genuinely in her best interest to not keep Carl. They really don't know that much about Thomas other than this one comment he made about maybe wanting to be the bachelor. And that's where Andrew S was making points about like, dude, if Thomas is here for the wrong reasons, let Katie sniff it out. You right. you can't, we can't keep stepping in because then it makes it look like the group is lying. And this, yeah, this was hard because they both made good points. Also, Andrew S. had just come off of giving Katie Taco Bell. And I was like, that's my dream guy. So anything he does from now on, I'm going to be like, you're right. He could kill someone <laughs> and I'd be like, I'll bail you out. And, like, you, and you'd be like, bring me a Crunchwrap Supreme and I'll bail you out. You're literally a king. So I like love him and I love Trey. I've talked about how I love Trey. So this was hard because they both made good points. I think Andrew S. was right. I think that he was in, he was more right about it because he was just like enough like don't bring it up the thing where with trey was that then he obviously doesn't fucking listen and goes and does talk to her about it the first thing he said he did it very well i don't i didn't have a problem with the way he approached it then he kept talking and then he was like well thomas said he just wanted to be the bachelor which is not true they said have you ever thought about being the bachelor and thomas said yes which as we talked about earlier is kind of a normal thing so that's where I had a problem because I felt like he was lying. Yeah. I will say, I think he lucked out with Katie's reaction because she didn't, she wasn't like, cause some people, sometimes they'll be like, I'm canceling the cocktail party. It's too much for me. She didn't do that, but that was like lucky. Cause she yeah. could have, which was Andres's point of, he was like, we don't want to all lose out on time with her. If you upset her about this Thomas thing. So, right. Um, she doesn't, and then uh, Andrew calls Trey Buzz Killington, which is the episode title of this episode is Buzz Killington <laughs> because genius. Like, I mean, the joke wrote truer itself. words, truer words, my king. Um, also, Andrew talks in his fake accent. Like I've heard his fake accent more than I've heard his actual voice. Yeah, but I'm like what kind is, of into it now. I know I kind of like it, but I'm like, what do you sound like? I'm like kind of turned on, you know. I'm like, okay, well, we'll no, keep okay. that. Again, dream guy. Anybody who buys me Taco Bell, I'm like, fuck that. I don't care about anything else about your personality. You never have to speak again. Thank you for the crunch wrap. So uh yeah, so like Trey brings it up, and I just think he got honestly got lucky because Katie's an icon. So she doesn't she doesn't say, Oh, well, this is gonna, you know, reduce my time with the other guys yeah. or anything. She's like, okay, well, thank you for telling me. So then Trey ends up getting the group date rose, which honestly shocked me, shocked the other guys. They were like, no way Trey is going to get it. He just tried to start a problem. Right. But then, but then he does. And that's pretty much the end of the group date. And then we cut to Tasha showing up to Katie's um, hotel. And, sh- and Katie's like, the last person I expected was Tasha. Why? She's hosting the season. You should have expected Tasha. Yeah. Anyway. Did you expect Chris? Like, he's not here, baby. <laughs> like, you got to get used to other people. You're right. Like, who's going to come? It's Tasha or Caitlin or both. Take your pick. Um. So Tasha shows up and she says that someone is coming. If you even remotely follow Bachelor spoilers, you know that Blake Moynes is coming. 
And Tasha basically says that someone is coming to join. And she says it's someone from my past. Okay. So we know it's someone from Tasha's season. Someone from her past is coming to join the season and can't stop thinking about Katie, thinks there's a real connection. <laughs> we started talking about Blake Moines, and Emily literally fully walked away from her microphone and pulled a full pour of white wine up to the rim of her glass because we have to discuss Blake Moines, which hurts. I'm devastated to say the least. <laughs> so Tasha basically all but tells us it's Blake. And then Katie's like, can you tell me who you're talking about? And Tasha's like, no. Fucking icon behavior. And Katie tweeted, she was like, I thought it was either Blake or Dr. Joe. And I was like, can you fucking imagine if it were Dr. Joe? I would be <laughs> shooting off fireworks on the street right now if it were Dr. Joe. If Dr. Joe came back, you would never hear from me again because I would be too happy. Now you're never going to hear from me again because I'm literally devastated. Like if, if nothing Dr. Worse Joe happened, came back, she could have pulled a Clarendale and left and I would have understood the decision. I would have been like, yeah, of course. Like, so what you gotta do, queen. Tasha all but tells us Blake is coming back without saying Blake is coming back. And she's like, he's a good guy with good intentions. And I'm like, he made his dick out of clay, but okay. So then- um, He's literally a war criminal. He belongs in Guantanamo Bay <laughs> and not another season of The Bachelorette. Spare me. Like, spare me that. So- <laughs> This is what was weird because I was like, how did The Bachelor choose who was going to go tell Katie? Yes, Tasha, he's a contestant on Tasha's season, but also this man is the poor man's Nick Vial with this move. Like he's trying to come back. And I was like, they could have had Caitlin go and introduce this just as well yeah. because it's exactly what Nick pulled on her season. Yeah. Except Nick is my father, so I will defend him. Blake Moynes is nothing of the sort. No. So then we see Kate. Katie being like, oh, who is this going to be? I don't know. She's walking through a field. We keep seeing the back of this man's large head. We know it's Blake Moines because it's too large to be a normal man's head. And then um, he turns around and the first sentence out of his mouth is, you look so good. First sentence, not hi, not, oh my gosh, I am so happy to see you. You look so good. That's the first sentence out of his mouth. And this is where I, I get so mad. Like you said, Kayla, we're the minority and everyone's so happy he's here because they think that they're really compatible. But like, I am so frustrated by him. And I said this to Tara last week, we were talking and I was like, he is the definition to me of here for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah. again, she said this to him. She was like, this is your third bachelorette. And people are like, well, that's not his fault. It's Claire's. And it's like, right. But like, he really debated not staying for Tasha, and then did it. Why was that? Why is he now here for Katie? And I feel like his whole thing is like, pretty woman. Look at that pretty lady. Like, that's his you personality. So good. You're so pretty. It's like, okay, I don't like, great. Thank you. But I feel like everyone is, is framing it as like, well, Blake and Katie, like they're very intellectually matched. How? What evidence do we have of that? I've never seen yeah. this man have a conversation beyond just like thinking His someone is hot. He's very, and she, he's, you know what? I get it. He's sex positive, clearly. Sculpted the penis out of clay, whatever. I guess that that's sex positivity. Yeah, but sex um, positivity, and I know you know this, so I'm not saying this for your benefit, no, but just but for anyone who's, anyone who's confused on the subject, sex positivity doesn't mean obsessed with sex. Like right. be, like being sex positive means that you are not 
you are not uncomfortable with the idea of sexuality. You are open about your sexuality. You're open about your sexual experiences. But like, I consider myself a sex positive person. That doesn't mean I walk around talking about sex all the time. Like, well, there's a difference between I, being sex positive and being sex obsessed. And Blake Moynes would turn everything into like a hypersexual situation. That's not sex positive. No. Or it and could be. Where, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, I honestly think Mike who's like the famous virgin of the season, which is the just famous virgin. Love that. This franchise is so amazing. I think he's <laughs> probably more sex positive than Blake Moynes, to probably. be honest, yeah. because he's more aware and he said it. He's like, you know what? Like, it doesn't define me. It doesn't, whatever. It's just like, this is yeah. who I am. And that's, he's very, he's open about it. And I feel like Blake is like this. Uh, yeah. It's like sex obsessed. And I don't like that, but I feel like that's where people are drawing all this shit from where they're like, they're actually so compatible. How? Like I've never so, seen Blake have an intellectual conversation. And I think Katie is a really, really smart person. So that's yeah. what makes me sad. I'm like, God damn it. Then we watch them have a conversation and Katie tells him he's a troublemaker, which like, yes. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end of their conversation where they've been doing, you know, camera pan back and forth between Katie and Blake, Katie and Blake. I hate to say it because he's garbage, but I could drown in Blake Moyne's eyes. I was like, gorgeous. like I was sitting there watching and I was like, I get why she's confused. Yeah. Like if I was there in person, I'd be like, totally. What? It's unfortunately you look at the eyes and then you look down on the face and he cuts his beard the way that he does. <laughs> And that's sadly where you lose me, babe. Uh, but no, his eyes are beautiful. He's a he's an attr- conventionally a very attractive person. Well, we, if you remember correctly, when we did our first episode of this podcast before we knew about the clay penis, before we knew about all that, we actually liked Blake Moynes a lot because when he first talked to Claire, he was the only person that had checked in with her when her season basically got canceled because of COVID. Like he was reaching out yeah. to her. He's a, he's attractive. And we were like kind of into Blake Moynes. Until- Low key though. Now not to quote Ungermeyer from the Lizzie McGuire movie, <laughs> sneaky Brown knows her with a hidden agenda though. A little bit. A little bit. Like he was kind of trying to be sneaky with that. Okay, I see you. Yeah, but we liked Um, him. We did. We did. Oh, totally. I was a fan. I was a fan of Blake for about a week and a half. And then I discovered that I hate him. And (laughs) you know who he's trying to be, but just isn't? Ed. (laughs) Nobody could be like my little baby Ed. Because Ed is one too. Like I talked a lot of shit about Ed, if you remember. Um, (laughs) But I actually love Ed, (laughs) like a lot. With Blake, I don't. I'm sorry. I I talk a lot of shit about Blake for good fucking reason. Like, don't come near me. You will pay for your fucking war crimes. Um, So then, (laughs) anyway. So then, Katie goes to talk to Tasha and Caitlin about what's going on with Thomas. And, um, all I wrote was I would die for Caitlin and or Tasha. like Tasha like could push me in front of a bus and I would thank her. Oh, well, yeah. and, and Caitlin, I love so much. I kind of hate that Caitlin season is kind of so far in the past. Now it's like five seasons back that I feel like maybe some newer viewers of the show don't really know who Caitlin is and therefore don't necessarily appreciate versus a lot of people who are watching uh, Katie season probably did watch Claire slash Tasha and know who Tasha is, but I'm like, Caitlin is so amazing, but I digress. Yes, um, the absolute icon behavior. 
if you can't yeah. watch her season, they did a greatest of all time on her. I don't, are those on Hulu? I feel like they are. Um, yeah, I think they are. Definitely watch that highlight reel for sure. Uh, she's we love her. So great. She's the best. But she's, Katie goes to talk to them about Thomas and Caitlin just goes, he's probably plotting right now. And I was like, Caitlin should join our podcast. She gets the mood. Well, this is why you need women. Cause like they understand her first of all, but they love talking shit too. We saw that on the group date. Like they're, they love yeah. being little petty babies. And I love that. Uh, and then they're talking and they're like, because they're giving her the perspective that she actually needs to hear versus Chris Harrison would be like, you don't know, maybe he's your future husband. Like he would just say some weird shit and we'd be like, bye. Like, right, right. They're actually the like giving input. Um, right. So then their conversation, they just talk about Thomas. Then we kind of go to Katie's conversation with Thomas. And um, Thomas, I don't remember the exact sentence he said that led up to this, but he used the word demonstrize demonsterize so i googled it and i was like if if he's saying they're making him a monster wouldn't that be like if he was like they're trying to monsterize me they're trying to make me a monster but he said they're trying to demonsterize me which would imply if it were a word that they're trying to make him not a monster i went down a google rabbit hole i lost the next two minutes because i was trying to figure out what he was saying um so he says they're trying to demonsterize him and then katie tells him that there are guys here that don't care about being The Bachelor. Katie, sweet baby girl, if the producers came right now and said, who wants to stay for Katie and who wants a shot of being The Bachelor? Blake Moynes would be gone. Blake Moynes would be going to The Bachelor audition. Blake would be fucked off. I think think Michael Michael and Greg would stay and Greg might stay. But I have my speculations about Greg because of all of the TikToks I've seen, conspiracy theorists. Um, and so <laughs> I don't know, but I could see it. I could see him saying, I could see Connor B saying, right. I didn't see any Connor B and did he, did he leave? Like, where did he go? <laughs> no, he chimed in once on the, yeah, um, on the, uh, Thomas drama, but that was really yes. it. That was but what like, we saw. That was it. They, they just wanted to be like, he's still here anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no. but no, there, there no. would not be a lot of guys who stay. Right. And that's sad because it's not a reflection on Katie, but it's a reflection on the fact that these guys go here for a connection with Katie. They see the writing on the wall. They see the five guys she has a connection with and the ones she doesn't. And if production showed up now and was like, who wants to be the bachelor and who wants to stay for Katie? 90% of them would go to the bachelor audition. Right. So, and like, even with Katie, I mean, I love Katie. I don't think she went on Matt James season wanting to be the bachelorette. But she was a big Bachelor franchise fan before she went on the show. Yeah. She knew how these things worked. I'm sure it crossed her mind that she could potentially be the Bachelorette. If not, the Bachelorette paradise. Right. And at a certain point, I think if they had come into her season with Matt James and said, hey, who wants to leave to be the Bachelorette? She would have gone too. Right. So, yeah. Um... Thomas admits that he thought about being the bachelor, but again, he repeats. He's like, I thought about being the bachelor. I didn't come here to be the bachelor. Now this is the thing. Thomas sucks. I don't want to give him any more credit than he's due, but at the same time, he never explicitly said I came here to be the bachelor. That's not what he said. And I feel like I love Katie and I love her for being headstrong and sticking to her guns. But at the same time, I don't know if she's taking something and making it everything. 
Right. Like this is not, I don't think it's as big of, I agree that he deserves to go home, but I don't think it's as big of a thing as Katie is making it. Right. Caitlin Bristow, who's here as a host and was the franchise lead, has said that she went on Chris Soul's season because it would give her a platform. Like, people who are mainstays of this franchise have said that. Yeah, and it works for a lot of them. And I think, like, this conversation, the thing that drove me crazy about it is that it was, once again, that just Thomas saying whatever Katie wanted to hear. He's really good at just saying anything that she wants to hear that, you know, he knows that she's feeling a certain way. And he's like, I just want to convince you that I'm not here for the wrong reasons, whatever. He he will jump through any hoop. And that's what I don't like about him. Yeah. But it's not that he thought that he might be the bachelor. Like I've talked about how I want to go on this show. Uh, Hell yeah. It's crossed my mind that I could go on bachelor in paradise. My favorite show of this franchise. Yeah. I don't want to be the bachelorette. I'd rather die. But, like, it's a, it's like everyone thinks about it. Right. If you're like considering going on this show, you think about it. Right. So, um, Michael ends up kind of comforting her. It's a very sweet conversation because we see they had their one on one, and clearly she has a connection with him. Clearly she knows that he's kind of above all of this petty shit. So, um, once again, they say that Thomas is a cancer. Once again, I thought of Emily saying that she thought they meant the zodiac, which literally, guys. It was such a joy to listen to the episode last week as just like a listener and not like listening to it to hate myself. But I was listening to it. And when Emily said that she thought they were talking about astrological signs, when they said that Thomas was a cancer, I was, I was in the Trader Joe's parking lot cackling. (laughs) I was actually pissed. I was like, don't you come for my season like that, babe. We're cancer bitches over here. I was like, you, they you don't can't get that. down with cancers. You can't get down with the Zodiac. <laughs> and then it was just like them actually saying he was a cancer. And I was like, mm, never mind. You know what? Uh, I'm good. Never mind. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Iconic. Um, um, yes, we didn't get nearly enough Michael A. I also didn't get enough Aaron. And yeah. we talk about how I don't, Aaron's not going to win. She doesn't love Aaron. She's never going to love Aaron. She's going to love Aaron as her best friend though. And I miss the bestie vibes of Aaron when he's not on the episode. And that's what I learned yeah. this episode. I was like, I need more bestie vibes. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, Tasha and Caitlin are great for the, for a little bit of bestie vibes, but I need like a bro bestie vibe. And that's Aaron. And I really missed him. I was so sad without him. And I didn't get enough of Justin's face until the end, which we did get some Justin's face at the end. So... <laughs> so thomas apologizes at the rose ceremony which i mean whatever and ultimately at the rose ceremony the roses end up going to hunter greg brendan andrew s aaron mike p james josh quartney quartney andrew m and thomas and after they give the roses um well she says that thomas is getting a rose and then we get this whole dramatic moment But after she says Thomas, the camera pans to Hunter, who looks like this is his first day on Earth. Like, he has (laughs) the most confused facial expression I've ever seen on a human. All of the guys got dropped out of a UFO and just, like, planted (laughs) at this New Mexico resort. And they were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Where am I? Hunter had not a thought behind his eyes. Like, he did not know what was going on. And... 
And Greg had this jaw drop that looked so staged. Like he looked like he was standing there normally. And then he saw the camera was on him and he went, oh no. <laughs> and I so was then, like, oh my God. And then we got Justin and his eyebrows. And that's all I wanted. <laughs> I just wanted Justin. So then uh, Thomas steps forward because Katie says his name. She steps forward and, or he steps forward And as he steps forward, she steps back and she calls him a liar. She calls him selfish. She calls him all this stuff. And she's like, your audition for The Bachelor ends here. Please leave. And he walks out. And while I understand that they were like, this is good TV. Like, I think they were trying to make that the Hannah B saying, like, I've had sex and Jesus still loves me moment. Like, that's what they were trying to do. But it didn't work. And it was just no. kind of like, at least for me, it didn't work. I was just kind of like, okay, like, I mean, like, granted, the- in seasons past, leads would have kept Thomas because production would have made them keep Thomas. So it was definitely surprising that Thomas went home because in seasons past, he probably wouldn't have. Um, so yeah, I get we that. Watched, we watched Queen Victoria stay for like 700 weeks and she was like doomed to go home and we just had to watch her keep going on dates. Like, normally production is like no and like i think that this was like oh katie's so headstrong and cool it's like oh your bachelor audition ends but we'll see you on paradise yeah that's like i'm sure we'll go on paradise so then um she doesn't give a last rose i thought because she didn't give it to thomas that she was going to give it to one of the other guys but then i realized that she probably didn't give it because blake is going to join and they have to keep numbers even whatever so she doesn't give out the rose that she had like cheat like faked to thomas Thomas leaves. The guys are all excited. And then afterwards, she leaves the rose ceremony. She walks to Blake's hotel room. She knocks on the door. He's like in his underwear. He's like naked. He just got out of the shower. Yeah, but also he's mic'd. He's mic'd. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm naked. Do you want to come in anyway? Like, like (laughs) so disgusting. He was like sound tech that had to mic him. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, just put the belt on over your penis. Like, so, so disgusting. And I'm on to you, Blake Moines. You will answer for your fucking crimes. Third time I've said it this episode, you will answer for your fucking crimes. Um, no, he's like, oh my God, oopsie. You caught me in such a weird, vulnerable moment. And then she asks Blake formally to join. He steps out in a sweatshirt and his boxers, which is a choice if you're throwing on clothes. Cause let's say he did get caught off guard. He's like, maybe he's been biked all day. He didn't know they were coming. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. She knocks on the door and he's like, oh my God, I'm in my boxers. He throws on a sweatshirt, but he doesn't have time to throw on sweatpants. No, he chose to walk out in his boxers. Like that was a deliberate choice. You couldn't put on a quick Nike short and make your way out. Like, I know you have them. I know that you and Quartney are going to be doing lap raises tomorrow morning. The least you could have done is put on some (laughs) exercise gear, bitch. You could reach for your sweatshirt. You could reach for a Nike short. A quick pant, if you will. (laughs) Five inch inseam is fine, babe. If you want to show off those legs, do it. Um, no slut shaming in this house, but the boxer was a move for sure. It was a choice. That's like, um, well, we had a girl last season actually show up in lingerie, which you know what? I love women. So that was fine with me, but that's honestly, if a woman had answered her door on the bachelor in her bra and underwear, and then put on a big t-shirt with no pants, we would be hearing about it. Yeah. And I was also like, Blake Moynes, I feel like, is the kind of guy that loves to take his shirt off. He should have just thrown on a Nike short and worn no shirt. Yeah. 
if that like, was the bold move he was going for, why did he go for the sweatshirt? At least That's let a me weird uh, combo. If he's gonna do it, at least let me ogle. Yeah, <laughs> let let us objectify him in peace. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're, you're gonna, gonna be a slut, say it loudly. No, I'm just <laughs> if you're gonna do it, let me drool. I don't want to do it for you in your so American rude. Eagle boxer brief with the American Eagle sweatshirt. It was I didn't like it. And you know what? 20 minutes of the episode is going to go to Blake Moines' outfit. <laughs> but the, the, new, the new AE summer campaign is Blake Moines and Addison Ray. That's the campaign. Oh, I, it actually is going to be, though. We're going to walk by an American Eagle, and it's going to be fucking Blake Moines. He looks like an American Eagle model. He does. I mean, Blake Moines is kind of hot, but, like, my type is kind of toxic, so, like, that explains everything. But, like, but, like, if I were single and met Blake Moines in a bar, would I fuck Blake Moines? Of course I would, but like, yeah. I'm not proud of it, you know? No, I mean, I, the reason, probably half the reason I don't like Blake Moines is that I've hooked up with someone who is exactly like him and it stresses me out to the point where I have to project. <laughs> I need to go back to therapy, but that's another discussion. <laughs> I but just, that, I think. But that's our new mental health podcast. Don't insult my mental health. <laughs> don't <laughs> insult my mental that. health. I think objectively he is attractive, which we said earlier, like I, acknowledge it i just think his personality is that of a rusty spoon and i will not be participating in the blake train that is going on so basically that's where the episode ends i mean she asks blake to come yeah. back and and he's so stoked he's like oh yeah yeah gross she's like get ready tomorrow you're gonna join the house and he was like okay and then she walks away and he's like you look great by the way and i was like stop yeah i don't he wants um, it to be like it was the first thing he said to her and it was the last thing he said to her like he wants it to be like the thing she remembers most is that he thinks she's beautiful like and it's like yeah like we all think katie's beautiful she's a fucking legend we also think that she the reason that we love her as the bachelorette is because she's like smart and fun and witty and and real yeah and a person and like Moines is like you look great and then we get the preview to next week which is just all the men being like so pissed he's back obviously because this always happens when someone comes back to the show everyone is like wow why is this person here this sucks so much that's so unfair i've been here forever blah blah whatever fair and then also they do a date that involves a, a violence and then someone gets hurt. Obviously someone gets hurt. Every time you do a violent date, someone gets hurt. When will you learn that your actions have consequences? How much do you want to bet though? Because all these men on the last violent date there was with the wrestling, nobody got hurt. And we had commented about, um, I think it was when Tara and Sean were here, we had commented yes. about how it was a less typically masculine group than it normally is and so i'm wondering if the person that gets hurt is a result of blake moines because he brings that like hyper masculine like yeah and the thing is they're all talking about hunter in the preview and we've now i was never a hunter like stan and then last week he opened up and it was beautiful and hates thomas so i was like sold like you're my favorite uh, and I love Hunter. So now they're all talking about how Hunter's like toxic, but I also think Blake's toxic. Like, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see, but it's always, it's always interesting. It's always hilarious actually when they're like, so we programmed this date. Um, the assignment is that you punch each other in the face 16 times <laughs> and then someone gets hurt and they're like, what? Someone got <laughs> hurt on our date? And so that's what I'm interested in. Cause I'm like, why do you all, you keep doing it all, every also- time. 
I just wanted to note someone just sent it to me that Caitlin Bristow tweeted tonight. This feels familiar when Blake showed up on the episode. So she's not familiar because again, Nick Vial is your father biologically. <laughs> My dad so definitely different. would never. It's different. My dad showed up in Scotland in a like waffle knit shirt looking so sexy. How oh could Caitlin say no? Blake Moynes made his penis out of clay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Case closed. Thank you so much. Um, no, There's that's such a true. difference. There's such a difference. And then also I could not. And you know what? If I'm proven wrong, I'll eat my fucking foot. I cannot picture Blake Moynes going on to be the most emotionally intelligent bachelorette contestant of all time, like Nick Vial has done. Imagine Blake Moynes is like, I've had three wives die. I have six kids. (laughs) We're going to find out some real shit. No, like six years from now, Blake Moynes will have like a really iconic podcast where he talks about relationship problems and is like super inspiring. And I'll be like, I meant to bring that up actually, because I was listening to you and Tara talk about Nick Vial and talk about his TikTok. Mm -hmm. I don't know if either of you ever have, but have you ever listened to Nick's podcast, Vial Files? I have. I don't listen religiously, but I have. So I, because he's my dad and I support all of his endeavors, <laughs> I listen to the vile files. And that's his whole podcast is that he gives like dating yeah. advice and he talks about relationships and stuff like that. So it's it's a long form of his TikToks. I but love he's, that. he's turned into like a very emotionally mature man and he's sexier than ever. See, vile but files just works as a name. What would Blake's be? <laughs> Blake is fake. That's it. Bye. Thank you. I'm so creative. Um, that, was your, no. that was your best <laughs> joke yet. Adam, replay it. Blake is fake. <laughs> no, I, don't know. I feel like it would just be something so fucking annoying. He could do anything, and I would be annoyed by it. Uh, so I'm not a good That's judge. Hot. Not a good judge of that. But anyway, we'll see what happens next week. Someone gets hurt. You know what? I'll be tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Someone gets hurt? You'll you'll catch me here next week. You're like, as I if hate, I have a choice. You're like, I hate hypermasculinity. I hate standards put on men. Someone's gonna f- get hurt in a wrestling match. I'll be there. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I will I will be watching as if I have a fucking choice. As if I could be like, mm, no, I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> Hello, welcome to our podcast that we host <laughs> because we watch this show no matter what bullshit they put out into the world. <laughs> So that's it. That's the episode. And I mean, Bachelor Nation was pretty quiet this week. I mean, I saw Peter Weber on TikTok, which sucked for me. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, that's on your For You page? Bitch, you're sad. Anyway, I've deactivated my TikTok because... (laughs) (laughs) So you want to know what's amazing about us on TikTok? You more than me, but we've both had videos go viral on TikTok. But you want to know what neither of us has ever brought up on TikTok? Our podcast. No. I I brought up The Bachelor tonight. I made a TikTok about how Greg is Joel Maisel. Uh, so go check that out. I'm credible <laughs> on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't talk about the fact that I have a podcast about it. I was just like, hey, this is no. the same fucking guy. And you can prove me no. wrong if you want, but you won't. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing else happened in Bachelor Nation. No. It's very quiet. Everybody Since- was pregnant. And then everybody had their babies within one week. Lauren had her baby and... Uh, the other, other Lauren had her baby. Other Lauren also had her baby. <laughs> and you know what? That's eerie. They had their babies, <laughs> and then they were like, nobody's allowed to speak ever again. So I did see news today that Chris Harrison was going to host a rival dating show. And I was like, oh, um, nobody cares. You know? 
I was like, great. Chris Harrison uh, is going to host a new dating show. They're all white. (laughs) Right. He's like, so the same show, but. So it's the same. Right. So I was like, okay, we don't, um, how do you say give a fuck about you? So he's, uh, that's allegedly going to happen, but that's the only news I've seen. Eerily quiet. The Lawrence had their babies and everyone has shut the fuck up since. <laughs> I will say my last note on the episode is that I do love, um, since I listened to last week's episode of you guys, I do love that we're all on the same page that the men have turned it into Survivor. The men no longer give a fuck about Katie's opinion about any of these men. No. The, the men have turned it into a game of Survivor and they decide who goes and who stays. And while on the one hand, I don't like it because it doesn't give Katie very much autonomy. On the other hand, I like watching Survivor much more than I like watching The Bachelor. So I'm here for it becoming a game of Survivor. No, I feel like it's very iconic of them. Again, it's like, yeah, I want her to like make the decisions, whatever. That's why I like Paradise though. Because it's such a mixed bag of bullshit. It's just like, am I going to choose you? No. They're going home. I love hot people on the beach. Hot people on the beach, arguably title of my sex tape. Um, I think paradise, that's why paradise is the best. And that's, you know, the guys unionizing has been the most interesting thing that's happened. Local 17 fucking takes care of business. Um, and as they fucking should, honestly, keep it interesting. Great group of guys. I like this season and Claire slash Tasha season. Great group of guys. Always. Honestly, Hannah B too. Doing well. Hannah B too. Although her top four was kind of a train wreck. She didn't pick the good ones, but they no, were there. They were there. And like Tyler, like I like Tyler. I just don't think she was compatible with him, but they, she like, was they were so a good group. brave. She was, she was, and I liked her as the bachelorette. She was not actually in hindsight, a good bachelorette. She was just chaotic. What we learned later, you know, but she was so brave to go to the fantasy suites with Tyler Cameron and not have sex with him. Like we don't give her enough credit. Like she was so brave for that. Like Nobel Peace She Prize. had sex with Peter Weber three times in a windmill, but abstained from Tyler Cameron. That's so disgusting to me. And she, at that time, we thought Peter was like a catch. I wanted to like marry Peter Weber at the time. We were like, oh my God, we love him. And then he was the bachelor and we were like, oh, the worst person that's ever existed. <laughs> Sweet. It's and the worst would have been my stepmom. Or no, not my stepmom, my mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law. Your step- or if she married Nick Vial would be your stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> that's that nothing happened in bachelor nation which is always disappointing i love drama and i love mess um but that's it though that's all blake's back we're pissed um we will maybe be back next week but honestly if blake annoys me too much i might I quit. move to bora bora like i don't know that i'll continue watching this shit <laughs> so <laughs> with that said follow us while you can on instagram at don't insult my podcast and also give us a really nice review about this chaotic as fuck episode that kayla and i just made because we're finally back together and we don't know how to behave i don't even remember what i said that i would wax i said that nick file was my dad and my husband yeah and we talked about waxing balls so i hope that's the title of the episode actually waxing balls Nice ring. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much. Have a great week. Follow us. uh, Give us a review. Please be nice. Uh, There's nothing I can do, but if you're mean, like, we'll block you. And if you're mean, we'll um, wax your balls. And um, uh, recommend us to your friends. 
also. Bye. Thank you so or much. Or people you don't like, whatever you feel. <laughs> Bye. Or your enemies, if you want them to suffer. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Ha, 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 ha.